just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Can you believe it's November? From the end of daylight savings to the start of the official holiday season, this month is throwing a lot our way in terms of vibes. So here are some of our best bets to maintain your sanity. From local ideas for homebodies to easy Friendsgiving. It's Wednesday, November 1st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Producer Ivana Martinez, you have a theory that November is both forgettable and memorable. Please explain this contradiction. It is a contradiction, Allie, but here is here are my thoughts because November is a runway month to absolute chaos, right? Like it's getting dark, you just survived Halloween, and I often think of November as like being squished between a major dress-up holiday and then the other really obnoxious holiday in my opinion, don't come at me. Christmas, like I think, I think it gets overshadowed what? a lot of times. <laughs> okay, I think. Okay, I think November is for planning, and in that way, a lot of people are are like they transition from like spooky witch hats to like Christmas hats, and November is just the entire month is just spent like planning for for Christmas, right? Like, yeah. So it's memorable because there's so much coming at us, but it's forgettable because you kind of blink and miss it. No, here's why I think it's memorable. I think it's okay. memorable because it's a good month for coming together with friends and family. And it's also a really good month for eating good food and getting hunkering down and getting cozy. Yeah. I do a lot of emotional spending in November. I'm like thinking about Christmas spending. I'm buying a lot of food. Like, yeah. Because when you live alone and then suddenly you're cooking meals, like potlucks for me are actually more expensive than going to Harmon's and just like getting a sushi roll. Look, I get <laughs> it. Eating it at the counter. You know, like mm -hmm. when you're like, oh, I'm going to make this thing. And then you're like, oh, wow, all the ingredients were like $120. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, it's expensive. You're also like, buy you want cute outfits. So you're like buying sweaters. The winter clothes are just expensive. Like the difference between a tank top and a sweater is like $50. <laughs> and also like, Ugh. it's just stressful in general. Like it, hello, election day, stressful. Yes. Stressful. It, absolutely stressful. That's why it's also memorable because we're in the media and we have the election right on our minds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Let's get into some problem solving here. For anyone staring this month in the face and feeling overwhelmed, as I think we've ascertained you and I both are, mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some of the best bets to get them through it? Okay. So like I said, I said November's a month for planning. And I think that's really true for me. And yep. I like to keep myself busy and to like, because once there isn't any sun, I'm done. But yeah. what my best bet is, is to try a new hobby. I think as adults, we have a yearning for learning new things and we have those aspirations, but it just gets a little bit more difficult to include those in our day-to-day -day lives, especially after our nine-to-fives. And 
I've been looking at like pottery classes and painting classes. And we have a lot of places here in Salt Lake that offer those things like workshop SLC, SLC pottery, or I'm also looking into like learning the piano this month. Like (laughs) fun. Yeah. So I'm also thinking about weekdays rather than weekends because I think those get filled up pretty easy. So that's one of my best bets for this month. What's one of yours? Yeah. Okay. I love that because on the one hand, you're like maybe creating things that can be gifted to people for Mm -hmm. Hanukkah or Christmas. You're also – if you're learning something new, you have good like party conversation. Yeah. You're like (laughs) Like sitting at a dinner table, you can be like – well, guess what I've been learning? <laughs> Though I will say there's part of me that's like, do I have the capacity to take on new ideas right now? And I think that's a personal choice. <laughs> it is a personal choice. But I also think about it in terms of like, I force myself to go mm. to a class after work and not raw on my couch for several hours afterwards because the sun isn't yeah. out. So yeah, that's how I'm trying to survive. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the sun, one of my best bets is a call to action, which we love. Oh, love it. So you and I are gearing up. Daylight savings time ends this Sunday. We will famously gain one hour of sleep in exchange for also gaining months of seasonal depression. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been sold to us as something we should appreciate. So we turn the clocks back an hour this Sunday. And listen – If you struggle with the end of daylight savings, or even if you struggle with the beginning of daylight savings when we spring forward, I think that you should consider calling and emailing your senator and your U.S. representative to get permanent daylight savings. And here's why. We're this close. So Utah actually has a trigger law on the books to switch to permanent daylight savings if and when Congress passes a federal bill. And in March of 2022, the U.S. Senate actually passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent, but it got stuck in the House. I don't know. We have a new Speaker of the House now, right? Like maybe he can maybe he can get after. He can shake things up. (laughs) And I'm also obsessed with daylight savings time because I was one of those people who, for years, believed the myth that it was for farmers. Like I would just be like, "Is it not? It's for farmers. (laughs) It's for the farmers." No, we started doing it during World War I to conserve energy. So basically the idea was, well, if we extend daylight hours, mm-hmm. we'll reduce our national use of lamp fuel and save fuel for the war. So that's how we got into this mess, okay? Now, depending on who you ask, we're still in a war. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be conserving lamp fuel, okay? But I don't know. I guess the war that we are in is morning people versus evening people because it feels like this time of year gives us all seasonal depression. It's just a matter of like my neighbor, Christy, if she heard me saying this, she Uh would be pissed because she likes to run in the morning and she wants light in the morning and is willing to sacrifice the evening. Me, I like to sleep in. I want to be up as late as possible. Mm -hmm. I want longer days. I want to get off work and see the sun. Exactly. Okay. Uh, give us one more best bet for the for the month. Okay. I think going into the arts is a big thing that you and I have been doing a lot these last couple of mm-hmm. months. And yeah. I just want to plug in that Ballet West is launching their production of Firebird this Friday. And that can be really lovely. It could give you a little nice time to decompress and sit down and watch some great performers on stage. And also, on that same note, the Utah Symphony is also a great place. And 
it's it's really affordable, I think, if you're under 30. And I think it's pretty affordable if you're over 30 as well. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good deal. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Let's talk about one of, speaking of like the younger crowd, though I do think Friendsgiving is kind of ageless. Yeah. Friendsgiving, the seasonal, arguably significantly more joyful, certainly drunker alternative to Thanksgiving with your family. Tis the season. Do you have tips for being a good guest or host? Both. I think okay. if you're hosting, I think it's really fun to create a collaborative playlist with the people who are going to be at your Friendsgiving. So oh, then cute idea. they can add songs and you can all like you can all have a song on your playlist and you'll be like, that's my song. Like, <laughs> And it's just fun. It feels very collaborative and a really great way to include people on it. Yeah. It also takes the pressure off the host because I think one of the scariest things about hosting is picking the music. 100%. You and I are touch tunes terrorists. So like we are both, <laughs> I know, the people that will show up at a party and be like, hi, um, I'm going to take over now. Give us the aux cord. Yeah, enough yeah. of this. Like I will be emceeing for, for the rest of the party. Yeah, that is one mm -hmm. thing people can rely on me for is taking over the playlist, unfortunately. I uh, love that. Here are a couple other tips that I think you should plan for. November is kind of chaotic, as we've mentioned. I think you should head to the liquor store early and just stock up for the rest of the month because mm -hmm. 
you never know when you're going to get invited to a last minute dinner party. And it's always really good to have a bottle of wine on hand as like an unexpected moment of like, I need to bring something. And here's what I'm bringing to the table. I could not agree more. Go to the liquor store anytime between now and November 15th and buy six bottles of wine. Make them a red so you can keep them in the closet. Put Mm -hmm. them on the floor of your closet and just let that be your emergency stash to keep you from standing in that line. Exactly. Unless you like playing heads up with strangers and then maybe you'll think it's a good time. Or having a a high school reunion at your local liquor store. Like ways to avoid that. Too true. Too true. My other tip for being a good Friendsgiving guest is to always check in with the host if you're if you're getting invited and offer to bring, you know, a dessert, pre-cocktail mixes, or offer to make a dish. Um, mm-hmm. Know your thing and bring it to the table. Yeah. Okay, that's so funny because I have on my list, abide the spreadsheet, ask for an assignment, <laughs> which is a much more intense version of what you're saying. Well, I think it's really important to delegate, especially with Friendsgiving, because you don't want to be like, you don't want your host to be absolutely stressed out of their mind with a turkey on their head, like a la Monica style and friends and like mm-hmm. freaking out over like whether the turkey's cooked or not and what's going on. You're just like, yeah, uh, well, if everything else goes wrong, here's this side dish that we can all feast on. Yeah. I also think something that can be a good idea is like if you are hosting a Friendsgiving Or if you and some friends are trying to assemble something kind of low-key, there are a lot of local restaurants that will do a turkey for you. Like if everyone chips in five bucks, you know, you can have a turkey that will be well-prepared, well-seasoned, done, and then you can have fun with the sides because, I mean – are you a turkey guy, Ivana? I'm Uh, I'm not really. No, I'm not a huge turkey guy. I really like ham. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's the time of the year where, where I'm like, I need mashed potatoes. I need mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. more of a ham girl. I think all of the Thanksgiving sides taste just as good, if not better, on a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I mean, also fair. Also fair. Go to go to Costco and get your rotisserie chicken. Just get a butterball chicken, ma'am. But okay. Well, agreeing with you on bring something, I also have been thinking about You know how sometimes you are truly a last-minute invite guest, like day of a friend calls and is like, oh, I'm going to this like Friendsgiving at four. You want to come? And you're like, I don't have time to make a dish. I don't have time to go to the liquor store. I didn't buy six bottles between November 1st and 15th. I I think bring ice. Oh, my God. That was on my list too. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Yeah. I think people forget about ice and they're always calling someone like last minute and you're like heading to the gas station and they're like, could you also like bring ice? Like – don't forget about the ice. Be the ice man. Be the ice man. Show up at any party with a bag of ice and like three limes and people will love you. You will experience nothing but gratitude. So there you go. Really good tip if you are like hosting or if you, you know, checking in with the host is to bring those like takeout containers for leftovers. Genius. A friend did that once one year for our Friendsgiving and it just made everyone's life so great. Like you had leftover, mm-hmm. you had like lunch for the, the next week and your host doesn't want to be end up with all that, like all that food in their refrigerator, frankly. It's a lot. No. They also don't want to give all of you their Pyrex and then spend the rest of the year trying to get it back. <laughs> exactly. Like they have great ones at Walmart and just pick up a stack and everyone can go go out with their little doggy bag. Yeah. I love it. Okay. My last Friendsgiving tip is, and I think you'll like this, get weird. Like, make okay. a weird thing. And I, 
Not so weird that you're like disrespecting the host, okay? Like read the room for sure. What do you mean get weird? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe make a jello. Like maybe lean into like some of the like quirkier like Utah traditions and like be the person that like puts an orange in a jello. Or like, um, here's what I, here's why I think that. Okay. Because like whenever I'm at like a family dinner or someone's family dinner, it's so clear that we've been eating the same meal for a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. It's like these are Nana's potatoes. Like this is Uncle Jimmy's tuna casserole. Like, mm-hmm. and and that's great. And the predictability can be part of the nostalgia and the tradition. But Friendsgiving is all about bucking tradition. Like Friendsgiving is all about exploring new recipes, discovering new recipes. Like some of my favorite recipes that I now like have in my arsenal are things that I tried at a random Friendsgiving. So it's like, I don't know, put jalapenos in the cornbread. Like you don't have to go crazy, but like just maybe just try something a little quirky because it could be a fun discovery moment for everyone. And the pressure is kind of off for it to be perfect. That's true. And jalapenos and cornbread, actually that sounds delicious. (laughs) Okay, before we get out of here, I want to talk to you about best bets for the homebodies because we owe it to them. I will say, I do think like CityCast Salt Lake is a very like hit the town. Like we are – We like to be out and about. We're out and about. We're out and about. And sometimes the recommendations that we give on this show are maybe a little intense for, you know, homebodies. Mm -hmm. So what can we do inside that still has local charm? I really love this question because this is like my hibernating season. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think this season is for crafting, baby. Like it's too cold to go out. And last year, um, some of my friends and I started doing this thing where we would do craft nights throughout the week. And we would all, we didn't have to be working on the same thing. I think it's kind of fun if you just, you know, you either get painting supplies or like, clay and you just like start crafting and you just have like a little wine and dinner beforehand. And I think it's kind of a fun thing to just kick on a movie and do a crafting and also just like hit up a lot of our local shops that we have here in Salt Lake, like Clever Cucumber or Sugar House Craft and Create, you know, and and incorporate some of that local charm into your nights. Yep. I like it. I also will say I would add you know, I'm constantly spreading the gospel of going to the movie theater, and I yes. think it's because I'm scared that they're going to go away, and I think it's our collective responsibility to retain them. It's Broadway season, baby. It is Broadway season, and if you want to go and just, like, be head to t- – like, put on your grout fit, you know, you're all gray, sweats, like, duck into the Broadway scene movie. Yeah. And then I would say, like, crafting adjacent – it's puzzle season, baby. Like this is when I start to really dig deep into my neuroses and finish oh, yeah. puzzles in like 24 hours. It's <laughs> like, so fun. I did this last winter and I kicked on like I started Gossip Girl and like I had all of my friends over and I was like, let's just puzzle and like watch <laughs> and let's just watch TV. Like it's a great time. A group puzzle could not be more charming. Like Could not be more charming. Make a fun drink, make some tea, get takeout, whatever, and group puzzle. I also will say, because, look, we have to address November is cuffing season. It is the time of year when people are kind of (laughs) looking to get in a couple so that they have someone to get cozy with over the winter. Mm -hmm. And I think 
not a good first date, a little intimate for a first date, but like invite your crush over to puzzle. That's it really is cute. a really fun way to get to know someone because you're like kind of close, right? Like mm-hmm. you're kind of reaching across the table for pieces together. But then also you get to get inside their head a bit because like you, I feel like learn a lot about someone watching them approach a puzzle. I <laughs> like, love Like puzzling. what? You're not going to start with the edges? Like this is not a match. <laughs> I think that's a great recommendation, Allie. Um, I think that's fabulous. I do have one more. Yep. That's been circling around. I think it's really fun since it is kind of the season of cooking to start a cookbook club where you kind of have a gang of your friends and then you pick a cookbook, right? And then you all make a recipe out of that cookbook and just do like a big kind of dinner party together. I think that's kind of a way to come together, especially like this doesn't just have to be for November. It could be, you know, down December and whatnot, but it can also be really fun if it's seasonal too. To just bring together everyone. I love that idea. As long as we're doing like more Allison Roman, less Julia Childs. Because some of those older cookbooks, I'm like, what is this ingredient? I know. You're like, (laughs) like, I don't have a baño maria. Like, what do you mean? You're like, uh, what is this spice that I'm supposed to be incorporating? (laughs) And will it ruin the recipe if I don't have it? And why is it $14 at Smith's? My God. Yeah. Cookbook club is a great idea. I will say, if you're listening to this and you have a great recipe while we've got you and we're talking about dinner parties, please send it to us. Whether it's like your go-to Friendsgiving or just like a whole meal that you can pull off in your air fryer or you think is a good recipe swap, cookies, whatever, email it to us, saltlake at citycast.fm. And maybe we can put together some ideas for the newsletter or something of of good recipe swapping. That would be really fun. A Salt Lake City cookbook by Salt Lake City residents. Love it. Producer Ivana Martinez, what a fun way to spend November 1st with you brainstorming. You always have great ideas. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Allie. Have a cozy November. Courtesy of Ivana, here are two more events that might bring you joy this month. On Thursday, November 2nd, there will be a Dia de los Muertos-themed cumbia party at Alibi Bar and Place in downtown Salt Lake. No need to stop dancing just because the summer's over. And in the realm of family-friendly fun, go see the wild turkeys. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources is hosting an event in Hiram, Honor the season's favorite bird this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, November 3rd through 5th, and then sporadically throughout November as well. I will put the link to both of these in the show notes for you. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. Bye.